Hey everybody, Andrew Roberts and Matt Teifke here, and this is the fourth episode of the Young Wild Financially Free Podcast. Welcome to the Young Wild Financially Free Podcast, an audio experience where we don't just talk about it, we live it. Hey friends, welcome to the podcast. Today is a very special episode. It's all about me. My wife, Charlie, and I just bought our first home, and Matt was our real estate agent on the deal. We used a USDA loan, and so in this episode, we kind of walk you through the process of that and what a USDA loan is and how it was so beneficial to my wife and I on getting started in our real estate investing career. Um, Today's not too long of an episode, so stick around to the end. It's really good. Thanks a lot. I just bought my first house using USDA. All right. So, uh, so that is the topic at hand. Uh, so that's what we're going to talk about. Um, it is a USDA loans are for first-time home buyers. It's a great little program um, that requires the home buyer to purchase a house in a rural area, and you have to be income qualified. Um, so it's like I said, it's great for um, first-time home buyers for for starters who. Um, may not have 20% down um, and maybe don't want to put the 3% down. Um, it's a zero down 30-year um, fixed-rate mortgage. So, Wow, man. I'm excited. Uh, yeah. Usually you got to be careful with zero down loans mm-hmm. um, because you can get over leverage that way pretty easily and have a high mortgage payment. But in your case, you know, we were able to make sure that the deal was right. Right. And knowing... The market in Hutto, um, and I study it pretty hardcore every day, looking at MLS, mm-hmm. hard to find something under 200. Yeah. We got that for you, and your what was your mortgage payment? So now the mortgage payment is going to be um, 1530 a month. Okay. 1530 1530 And we think we could probably lease that for $1,650, $1,700 uh, by the time you move out. Sure, yeah. Which, which would be the ideal situation. Right, yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, the process with the, I guess, the loan side of things is um, we found a lender um, that was referred to us um, and just kind of went with them. Maybe we should have done some due diligence and and shopped around for a lender. Um, I do recommend that. But um, everything seemed to work out with with the guy we went with. Um, But so he was kind of looking at what loan was best for us. So we originally went into this uh, you know, home purchase wanting to do an FHA loan because um, I believe FHA loans are um, geographically qualified as well. So you'd have to find it, the house in a rural area, um, which we did in Hutto, Texas. And um, then, but with FHA loans, you have to put three and a half percent down. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the USDA loans, it's, it's zero down. It's a little bit higher interest, but um, also with FHA, the uh, PMI, mm-hmm. I believe, is um, higher. So comparatively, um, like per month, the PMI on an FHA loan would be $300, and a, a USDA loan, it's only $50. Got it. So there's a significant difference in the amount you pay each month uh, between getting a USDA loan and an FHA loan. 
And just so everyone knows, uh, PMI stands for private mortgage insurance. Mm -hmm. And it's a completely separate cost that can really hurt you. So that $300 isn't being applied to your principal or interest in any way. It's just a, a basically an insurance that if you were to pass away, mm-hmm. then the government would cover the mortgage for Charlie. Oh, okay. And so it's a good deal, but that 300 is a lot, right? Yeah. And so anytime you can get out of doing PMI, it's definitely probably a smart thing yeah. uh, financially, long-term. Yeah. And especially, I mean, being a, a first-time home buyer, you know, your monthly payments are a big deal right now. It's a got a greater impact um, on how we live um, as opposed to, you know, um, later down the road when we have multiple um, investment properties uh, in our portfolio. Um, stuff like month-to-month stuff won't matter as much, but mm-hmm. um, it still matters, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do, do you know what your interest rate is? So the interest rate is at um, five point, or yeah, five point one two five percent. Five point one two five fixed for thirty yeah, years. Fixed. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's what, what we'll be we'll be paying. So, um, also another thing with the USDA loan um, is ex- we went into it expecting to close on um, a certain day. Um, May 31st was the day that we were supposed to close. Mm-hmm. Um, with USDA loans being um, so great for first-time home buyers, um, and um, I guess with uh, the area that we were in, um, there being a high demand for USDA loans, um, there was I guess they're very busy and they're very strict on um, being like I said being income qualified and. Um, uh, other things of that nature. So we had to, we had thought we gave the, um, our lender all the paperwork that we needed mm-hmm. um, as far as our income and our rental history and stuff like that. Um, and then when it came to the day of closing, um, we were all excited to go into the office and sign the papers and our lender gives us an email and he's like, hey, we need more, we need these more W-2s or this bank statement or um, something along those lines. So the my phone's blowing up from the listing agent, right. trying to figure out what's going on. I'm yeah. calling Andrew. <laughs> and if you guys didn't, I mean, if you guys hadn't figured it out by now, Matt was uh, the realtor um, on this transaction, so um, we were both involved. But um, and so it, we were supposed to close on a Thursday. Um, it got to three, four p.m. And then our lender said, well, we're probably going to have to push it to tomorrow morning. Okay, so we wake up bright and early. We have all of our stuff packed up in boxes, ready to move in. And no call comes, no email comes. And then we reach out to our lender, and he's like, still haven't heard back from USDA. Because the USDA has to give our lender approval that they can give us the funds that were Mm -hmm. um, approved for the loan. And so... Friday afternoon rolls around. It's 3, 4 p.m. And then our owner said, we're probably going to have to wait till Monday because mm. nobody does anything on the weekends. Um, and so Monday rolls around and we're, you know, we're in a storage unit. Um, all of our stuff's in a storage unit. And so we're staying with family now. Um, so let's, let's talk about, so one of the most important things that I always focus on on a closing is I try not to close on Friday because if it fails... 
we get we get pushed to the weekend. Right. And we had this at Thursday, then Friday, and that was a big deal because you had people lined up to help you move. Right. Yeah. Exactly. On the weekend. Yeah. And kind of talk about what we had to do to uh, accommodate those people that were helping you and all your stuff that we were planning on moving. Right. Yeah. So I mean, we had family and friends lined up to to help us move. Um, because um, as much as I, I don't like asking um, for help, I can't carry a whole couch by myself. <laughs> so um, we um, were able to, um, I guess, get the selling agent on the phone and the sellers. Um, and they were gracious enough to let us put our stuff in the garage. Um, they didn't feel comfortable with us putting our stuff in the actual house yeah. in case anything fell through. With the actual loan, they didn't want us to, to be in the house and there to be confusion with like trying to get us out of the house, and uh, then that would be a mess. Um, I wasn't concerned that we wouldn't be approved, um, but they just wanted to, to be sure. So, um, like I said, they let us put all of our stuff in the garage, um, and then we, were, we just kept staying with, um, with family over the weekend. Um, but yeah, and then Monday rolled around, kind of the same story, um, and we actually went in Monday afternoon to the title company, um, started signing papers, and then our lender, our lender called us at like 3.30 and was like, looks like we're not, we're not going to close today, you guys need to come back tomorrow morning. And so, you know, thankfully, um, Tuesday morning, um, we closed on, on the house and everything went through, so... It was just a little bit longer of a process than we had anticipated, um, but so fair warning to anybody who's a first-time home buyer um, getting a USDA loan: um, just give yourself some wiggle room on, on closing day. Yeah, it's hard when you're dealing with government entity like that. Yeah, um, you can't really push them; they operate on their own time clock. Right. But one of the things that I've seen on every deal that I've done is there's always something different. Mm-hmm. and there's always some kind of issue like this and that's the name of the game in real estate is you just got to be flexible and creative and you can't give up you just got to keep pushing right because there's always going to be these little roadblocks and uh, you just got to have that mindset that you're just going to run through walls and not give up yeah yeah there was some i mean each each day that we expected to close and didn't close it was very discouraging and you know, I kept second guessing myself, saying like, "Is this, was this the right thing? Should I just keep renting? Because renting is so much easier than this." And um, you know, now that we have the house, um, I've had got that reassurance that like, I know that this is a, a solid investment, um, and it's going to be great long term. Maybe it was a little bit of a struggle internally um, in the short term, um, but you got to look at the big picture of things, and and like Matt said, just keep keep pushing through, and um, you know. Get it done. Yeah, man. So. I'm, I'm so happy for you because now you have a monthly payment that's counting towards your personal long-term investment. Mm-hmm. You're not just throwing rent away to an owner. And every day, as, as the Austin market continues to grow, as Hutto continues to get new jobs, yeah, the value of your property is going up. Right. And so at the, uh, what do they call that, the cotton mill or the... Um. Uh, it's I think it's around the silos. Silos, America. yeah. So uh, Alamo Draft House is coming in Southside Market Barbecue. Yeah, that's going to be a really cool 
mixed use entertainment area for Hutto that right. it, I feel like it's been missing for a long time. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty bullish on Hutto. I think it's a great market to be buying in right now. Yeah. Me and too. uh you know, have you heard Grant Cardone talk about how buying a house is a horrible idea? Uh, yes, I have, yeah. I hate that. Me too. I hate it so much. <laughs> yeah. I understand what he's saying. Right. But I think that if you know what you're doing in the real estate business, yeah, that's a it's a bad theory because I always come back to you're either paying your mortgage or you're paying someone else's. Right. And Grant's idea is save the money, be flexible, but if you have the mindset of acquiring these properties to then turn around and rent and keep, right. it's a totally different thing. Yeah, it is. Than investing in what I feel like he's talking about is like investing in a eight hundred thousand dollar house that you're never gonna be able to rent, that you're gonna pay you know, $900,000 in interest over 30 years. Right. That is probably not a good investment. Yeah. But yeah. with the strategy that you're trying to create and that we're trying to help people with, mm -hmm. this definitely works out. Yeah. And with, so, um, I don't, we're not renting the house now. Uh, we plan to use it as our primary residence for a year um, and then put it on the market to rent. Um, Perfect. Buy another house. So if I was to get, since I qual or I'm using it as my primary residence, I get a, uh, basically, I guess a normal interest rate, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, but if I was to buy it as an investment property Correct. and not live in it, um, then my interest rate would be higher. Um, so that's kind of, I guess, um, bigger pockets has coined the term house hacking. Mm -hmm. So to buy a house, live in it for a little bit to get the lower interest rate um, as your primary residence, um, and then turn into a rental, buy another one, um, kind of repeat that process. Yep. And then the next thing for you would be to make sure we establish it as a homestead so that f therefore um, you can you can really help save money on your taxes. Yeah. So that's another thing um, is that – so actually explain to us a little bit about what, yeah. um, so what that is, how we can get tax exempt. Basically, um, the way that it's set up for taxing purposes – your personal residence is taxed at a lower rate than um, what you would on an investment property. Okay. So a lot of times, like on this property, you might be saving three, four thousand dollars a year in taxes. There's also a cap on the amount of increase they can have yearly on your taxes, which is great in Austin because everyone's taxes are going up. Yeah. So there's a cap that your taxes can't go over every year, ten percent value increase, mm -hmm. which the tax rate is somewhere around 2.5 in Hutto. Mm -hmm. So your house, you know, can't go from valued at 200 to valued more than 220. Right. And then 2% of that is the tax that you'd pay. So it really helps you out. Gotcha. Um, and, and taxes are the, one of the biggest issues here in Austin because they're going up so fast and we're seeing that rents aren't going up as fast. Okay. So it's just something that, you know, you got to be cognizant about and aware of. However, on the flip side, when the taxes are going up, your value is going up. Yeah. So everyone's getting um, the appreciation. Right. Uh, they're complaining about the taxes, which I understand. Yeah. But there's a the benefit to it. You know, their house is skyrocketing right now. Right. Yeah. And so all we do is just... Fill out a form, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, you got to connect with the city. I'll help you with that. Okay. And there's a form, and then it's, hey, this is our homestead. You just declare it, and everyone gets one. You only get one. So when you say connect with the city, mm -hmm. um, 
So is that I'm a, am I able to do that online? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so we would connect with the um, development, planning, and zoning, get the homestead form, and then establish this as a homestead. So then on the appraisal district, they'll say homestead exempt. Okay. And you can go look at people's properties and see the difference in the taxes, and it's pretty significant. Gotcha. So, um, and we can, I mean, you can find that form online. Yep. Cool. Gotcha. Awesome. Um, well, yeah, so there's like all these little tips and tricks on, on how to get a lower monthly payment and yeah. um, how to, I guess, maximize um, your um, your cash flow each month and, um, you know, build equity and get appreciation and yada, 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 all the good stuff. <laughs> I'm pumped, man. This is this is great news. It's a it's a first step of hopefully a journey that that I want to see for you. Yeah. Because it, like we said, um, it's it's simple. It's right. a simple idea. It's not easy, but when you commit to it, big things can happen, and you just got to kind of grind it out. And it's a long term play, right? Yeah. Like the returns that you're gonna see from this mm-hmm. are twenty years down the line. Uh, when you start just when it's completely paid off right yeah. and you're getting that two thousand dollars a month from just one property yeah yeah I'm excited um, so yeah that's our little bit on um, USDA loans and, and first-time home buyers um, I highly recommend um, if you don't own a house and you want to start buying houses uh, connect with a lender um, ask around uh, google it and um, I mean, ask for a USDA loan and, and look for a house in a, a rural area. It's usually um, just outside of the city you live in, and um, so traffic won't be too bad, but it's worth it. Yeah, how yeah. hippos, baby. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thanks for today. We'll see you guys on the next one. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed hearing my journey on my first-time home buying experience and how I'm going to use this real estate opportunity as a means to become financially free. Um, like I said, Matt was my real estate agent on the deal. and Everyone with our company at Tree Homes is a licensed realtor in the Austin area. And so if you are looking to buy your first home or looking to buy another home to add it to your real estate portfolio, we are here for you. Uh, email us at marketing at treehomes.com. That's marketing at treehomes.com. And we will be happy to help you out and happy to help you reach financial freedom. All right. We'll see you in the next episode, guys. Thanks a lot. Oh, yeah. One more thing before I go. Please leave us a review and subscribe to our channel. It would mean the absolute world to us. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. See you next time. Thank you.